May I speak to you in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Good morning. How good and joyful it is to worship on this beautiful spring day and Mother's Day as we continue our celebration of the great Easter feast. A few years ago, the Pew Research Center asked thousands of church-going Americans just like yourselves this question. Why do you go to church? Pretty straightforward. But at a time when fewer and fewer people choose to go to church, it's a question worth asking. Now, after ranking a selection of possible responses, the number one answer given by more than 80% of respondents was this, to become closer to God. Again, not a particularly surprising answer. I will not tell you where preaching ranked on that hierarchy of reasons that people go to church. But as I said, the answer is rather obvious, but an important one nonetheless. Those who attend worship services do so overwhelmingly out of a desire to become closer to God. I imagine many of us here today would give the same answer. After all, the first word of St. Paul's new identity statement is seeking. Yet our desire to become closer to God is only half the story. What about God's desire to become closer to us? The survey, unsurprisingly, says nothing about this. But the scripture readings we've heard throughout this Easter season emphatically do. Two weeks ago, we heard the story of so-called Doubting Thomas. And you'll remember that in that story, the disciples were huddled behind locked doors, sequestered out of fear. So what did Jesus do? He walked right through those locked doors to breathe peace on his disciples, to show them the marks in his hands so they could know the truth of the resurrection. Then last week, the disciples had given up on Jesus, gone back to their old jobs and taken up their nets again. And once again, even as his disciples moved farther away from Jesus, the risen Jesus moved closer to them, visiting them at that beach, filling their empty nets full of fish, and even cooking them breakfast over a charcoal fire. These stories of the risen Christ paint a very clear picture, and it's a picture of a God who is unrelenting in his desire to come closer to us. It may be that we come to church to find God, but Easter is a story of God finding us. Now today, this God who relentlessly seeks us gets a special name, the Good Shepherd. As you may have deduced from our readings and our hymns to come, the fourth Sunday of Easter is known as Good Shepherd Sunday. Now, notably, we always sing the 23rd Psalm on this Good Shepherd Sunday, perhaps the best known and most beloved of the 150 psalms in the Psalter. This psalm, so often read at funerals, is beloved because of what it says about the nature of God. 
It tells us that God, like a shepherd, is nurturing and caring. A provider who supplies all our needs. A protector who accompanies us through the dark valleys of life. What a comfort, indeed. And while it says something important about God, the 23rd Psalm Psalm also says something very important about us, namely that we are like sheep. And depending on how much you know about sheep, that may or may not be comforting. (laughs) But like sheep, we get lost easily. We have a tendency to wander. But the good news, as the psalmist reminds us, is that it is God's nature to find us when we get lost, to seek us when we wander. Now, our English translation of the final verse of Psalm 23 reads, Surely the Lord's goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. But the Hebrew, the original text in Hebrew, conveys something much more intense than simply follow. In the Hebrew, the Lord's goodness and mercy pursue us, chase us, with a persistence God refuses to let us out of his sights. God is like a shepherd who pursues us in our wanderings so that we never get beyond the love that will not let us go. I don't know about you, but I need that reminder today. That amid the changes and chances of this life, God's goodness and mercy pursue me. Today, I need the reminder that God's love is a love that will not let go. Because although the Paschal candle and the white drapings on this cross tell me that it's still Easter, it can be hard sometimes to sustain the hope and joy of resurrection for 50 days. The world around us can make that difficult. The reports of COVID disruptions have been trending upward again, and there are forecasts pointing toward another possible surge. War continues raging overseas, killing innocent people and sending millions of refugees searching for safe haven. The news from our highest court this week has raised fears and anxiety for many, while revealing once again how intensely polarized we are as a nation. And as many of you know, I have confronted some difficult news in my own life recently that I'll share with you. If you haven't heard, when I was absent from Sunday services two weeks ago, Jesse shared that I had gone to Texas to be with my family because my father had just been diagnosed with cancer and was beginning to undergo treatments. And so I feel just this profound experience of gratitude for the ways that this community has supported me and shown heartfelt expressions of concern, and I want to thank you for that. I've been particularly touched as people all across my life, through different corners of my networks and people that I know, people have said they want to pray for my father, and they have asked to pray for him by name. So one person, when asking that question, said something that has stayed with me for several days that I want to share with you. They said, quite matter-of-factly, God knows your father by his name, so I will pray for him by his name. What a gift to be reminded of something so simple 
yet so deeply profound that God knows my Father's name. Indeed, Christ, our Good Shepherd, knows each one of us by name. Because as he reminds us today in John's Gospel, we belong to him. Listen again to his words. I know my sheep, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Because as his sheep, our lives and all that we are belong to Christ. Not to cancer or COVID, not to politicians or judges, not to the powers of evil, sin, or death, but to Christ alone. So on this Good Shepherd Sunday, may you find comfort in the promises of the one to whom you belong, the one who sought you first, the one who pursues you with his goodness and mercy, the one who holds you in his hand with a love that will not let go. Amen.